0: Well, politics have become a minefield in our public schools today, and it begs the question, what is the difference between education and indoctrination? For many years, Christians have been accused of indoctrinating their kids, and so it's a topic we're gonna explore today. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, you guys, well, thank you for tuning in today. I'm glad that you've joined me here at my little corner of the internet. There's so many uh, topics that I want to jump into every day with you. There aren't enough days in the week to cover all of them, but I wanted to say today that I really appreciate those of you who are sticking around with me for happy hour. And many of you that did that yesterday, you heard my interview for happy hour with Patty Garibay, the founder of the American Heritage Girls And whenever I do interviews with people like that, you know, uh, the the happy hour part of my show is just gives me an opportunity to sort of talk to my guests about their life, let them let their hair down. Sometimes I hear funny things. Sometimes we hear things that are really personal. That was certainly the case with Patty as she shared her testimony and where God has taken her. But I want you to be encouraged because while there are so many things wrong in the culture, I am seeing, and I know a lot of you are seeing too, really wonderful things happen as well. And people standing up and being counted. Uh, we have lived through generations now where we have not had to really fight for anything. My generation is not familiar with the uh, the horrors of war. And yet what we're seeing happen is that our children are being targeted right in the living rooms of their homes through disastrous stuff that's coming through the television sets through social media that's having a devastating impact on our kids and so i appreciate you for listening to this show for sharing it Uh, patty told me i thought this was really cool you guys will love this she said that no matter what platform she goes onto, and she said she's been on the really big ones she's been on the huge uh, news shows she said that my audience is by far and away the most responsive and so she said she loves to come on because you guys, the uh, the the audience for the Heidi St. John show, are very responsive. You guys are not just bench warmers; you're actually doers, and so it's noticed by people. So I wanted you guys to know that we have repeat guests here very often at the show because of the wonderful response that they get from listeners of the Off the Bench podcast. So you guys are making a difference, and I wanted you to know. All right, I've taken some notes today so that I uh, I hit this topic appropriately, because I think it's a really important one. So we hear a lot about education versus indoctrination. You know, what is the difference? Do Christian parents indoctrinate their kids, right? We hear about it in a very negative light when it refers to Christian parents. We're certainly hearing about it in a negative light uh, here in Washington state, because the state of Washington has decided that if you don't go along with their woke gender ideology, that's fine. They'll just take your kid from you. So there are a lot of issues that need to be discussed in the culture as it relates to children. And I think this is a really good one. You've heard me say many times, those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time, that our public schools are not educating children. They're schooling them, right? This was a term that I heard first from my friend Sam Sorbo. She's absolutely right. Our kids aren't getting a good education in the schools anymore. And by an education, most parents look at that and think, well, reading, writing arithmetic we want our kids to understand the history of the country but things have become so polarized and so political that math is political history is political science is political and this uh, politicization of education has turned our education system into an indoctrination system so what is the difference between indoctrination and education well the key difference between education and indoctrination is that education refers to the enabling, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this definition because I thought it was so good. The key difference between education and indoctrination is that education refers to enabling the attainment of knowledge, skills, personal development, and habits using methods like teaching, training, and discussions in formal and informal settings. Whereas indoctrination refers to propagandizing a person with ideas opinions, beliefs, concepts, principles, ideologies, and attitudes. So it's basically the difference is objective while indoctrination will elevate one system of thinking over another. So a perfect example we saw in COVID were the public school teachers who, instead of having the American flag in an American classroom, they're raising the transgender flag or they're raising the, uh, the, the gay pride flag or whatever it is. You know, speaking of gay pride, you know, brace yourselves, you know, because we're going into uh, June and we know that the alphabet mafia has hijacked the month of June. And so I'm going to be having a whole lot of fun in the month of June talking about how the rainbow belongs to God. <laughs> because it does. I like to see us uh, take back the rainbow. But let's talk about indoctrination for a second, because when it comes to the presentation of religions, for example, within the public school system, Public schools must be able to educate students about the Bible uh, and other religious texts as part of an objective study. Meaning if you're going to have a child uh, in the public school system look at a Bible, then it has to be objective. You have to talk about the Bible in, in its historical context. You might have to also talk about the Quran or other religious texts within the secular system. And I'm going to continue to remind you, as I've been doing lately, there are only two kingdoms in the world. There's the kingdom of good and the kingdom of evil, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There's God's kingdom and there's the kingdom of this world. And you're either for one or the other. And as Christians, we believe that it is our responsibility to teach our children in the ways of the Lord. And so in that regard, yes, we're indoctrinating our children. This is the role and the responsibility of every Christian parent. According to Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 7, you shall teach them diligently, talking about the law of God to your children. And you shall talk about it when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, your children should see evidence of your faith everywhere. When you stand up, when you walk along the road, it should be, it should be uh, gracing the front door of your home. When you come into my house, you're going to see verses on the walls. You're going to see evidences everywhere that my husband and I believe in the Lord Jesus, that we walk with him, that we want our children to walk with him. This is what God asks us to do. But when you're talking about the school system, indoctrination happens not with the, not with the permission of the parent, but more often than not, subversively, so indoctrinating children through propaganda, the transgender movement is a perfect example. Absolutely flooded our school system with transgender propaganda, and so the educator, right? The adult are supposed to be, except for on the libs of TikTok, the adult educator is supposed to be the grown-up in the room, and so the students look up to her naturally, or they look up to him, and. They know that this teacher is the one who is responsible for issuing grades, responsible for assessing them. And so it's easy to see why a student would echo what the teacher thinks without really thinking for themselves. And I've told you you guys this, my, my strong belief that Christians and Christianity and the Bible can stand up to scrutiny, right? God doesn't need the help of a secular humanist to defend his word. Open up the pages of the Bible and it will defend itself. People have been trying to stamp out the Bible for generations and it hasn't happened and it never will. Why? Because the Bible itself declares in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the word of God will stand how long? Forever. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to stand on the unchanging uh, anchoring word of God. So when you see a teacher giving their ideas to a child without permission of the parent. And these are ideas that go outside of what we expect in education, reading, writing, and arithmetic, which, by the way, our schools are failing at, but that's a podcast for another day. Uh, that's not education. That is indoctrination. So when a teacher or a principal or some sort of an educator that's outside of the, of the home wears politics on her sleeve, wears a T-shirt that declares that Trump is an idiot, uh, starts putting up posters in their classroom about uh, the the vaccine, for example, or immigration, what their stance is on immigration or what their stance is on gun control or whatever it is, then it's making a student have a very hard time learning to or standing up to or being able to dissent from that teacher's point of view. Now you're talking about indoctrination. And so, as Christians, when we when when Christian parents teach our children, we're doing it because we a we know that God asks us to do it and as Christians, of course, we all indoctrinate our we all indoctrinate our kids. Actually, every parent does. We're teaching them how to wear their clothes, uh, what how to make their bed, what's good for them to eat, when they should go to sleep at night, uh what toys they should play with. Right? Every civilization has a foundation that's built on principles that the citizens train their children in the way that they believe that they should be growing up. And Christian parents are no different. So like other parents, we enact rules in our ho- in our houses to ensure that there's peace at home. Because what you see happen in the schools today is that teachers are teaching students things that go well beyond their jurisdiction and it becomes a question of jurisdiction. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? So we've talked about jurisdiction here at the podcast for years, right? My friend Bill Jack was the guy who came on here years and years ago and really helped me understand jurisdiction. So jurisdiction meaning what area do we have authority over? And teachers do not have authority over the moral training of our children. Their job was supposed to be to teach them basic skills that they would need for life. Well, I would argue that's also the job of parents. But as I said yesterday, we have co-opted that responsibility. So anytime we give that responsibility to a teacher, we have set that teacher up then to be the authority. And when the teacher decides to teach beyond the scope of reading, writing, and arithmetic or basic handwriting or PE or whatever it is, that teacher then is outside of their jurisdiction and thus violating the trust that they have between the parent and the teacher. And now we have moved into indoctrination. Christians at 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 our very, very core, we teach our children what we know to be true about the word of God because we believe that Christianity is the truth. We know because the Bible teaches us, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth and the life. And we want our children to walk in the truth. Uh, We know that our kids will benefit from walking with the Lord. Right. I've said many times to my children, God's blessings are not found outside of his boundaries. And so what are the boundaries of God? It is the responsibility of parents to train their children in righteousness, to talk to our children about good versus evil, to teach our children what it means to be an individual who follows hard after God. And as we do that, we are living out what we know to be true. So we're living out our belief. Uh, Christian parents indoctrinate their children in Christianity because they believe Christianity is true. And they believe that understanding Christianity will benefit their children. Uh, I loved this off of uh, gotquestions.org. In a world of turmoil and violence, Christian parents hold fast to the promise that Scripture gives them to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. That verse, of course, coming from Proverbs 22, verse 6. So critical thinking has a role in becoming a Christ follower. And every child must make a personal decision to follow Jesus Christ. And as parents, our primary job, our first responsibility is to introduce our children to Jesus. That's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That's what the Bible tells us to do. We should teach our children the scriptures when when we rise up, when we sit down, when we walk along the road. God's word is very clear. It is the responsibility of parents to train up their children in the ways of the Lord. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, just noting the difference between education and indoctrination as it relates to schools and saying indoctrination happens when when um, a teacher or an activist is outside of his or her jurisdiction. There is nothing that is happening inside the home with when as it relates to a parent teaching their child that is outside of the purview of that parent. In other words, that is the parent's jurisdiction. It is their right and their responsibility to teach their children and to bring up that child In the way that they see fit that child has been given to them but when we indoctrinate someone we educate them with a set of beliefs and attitudes and we're not teaching them critical thinking skills we're just saying this is what it is this is what you will believe children who are being indoctrinated are not given both sides of an argument children who are being indoctrinated into gender ideology for example a child, a little girl who plays with Lincoln Logs, and so now her her woke teacher is going to tell her, well, maybe you're a boy. You seem kind of tomboyish to me. Maybe uh, maybe you should look at uh, the fact that you could be trans, right? And instead of taking into effect this child's age and the, the proper role of the teacher, whether or not they are operating inside of their purview, whether or not they are operating inside of their jurisdiction, They are going ahead and they are passing on these ideas that parents do not want passed on as a general rule uh, to the children. And the children are not allowed to question these beliefs and ideas, and they have to adopt these particular beliefs, even though they may not understand the concept. And when that happens in the school system, uh, we call it indoctrination, right? We say this is not right. This is this is absolutely not what you're supposed to do. There is an awesome um meme and I'm gonna put it up on probably my social media for you guys to see today or maybe at the show notes. But they give it a um a tabular format for education versus indoctrination, just kind of an easy way for you to see the difference. And so first thing they do is they give the definition education, the process of imparting knowledge with the use of methods like teaching, training, and discussion. Indoctrination is the process of educating a person with a set of beliefs and attitudes. And Man, you guys, uh, if that doesn't fit the alphabet mafia to a T, I don't know what does, right? This is not critical thinking that is being employed here. It's absolutely teaching children to reason with their emotions rather than with their mind. Uh, The nature of education is formal education occurring in a proper classroom setting under the supervision of qualified and trained teachers and educators. Indoctrination does not necessarily take place in a proper classroom or a proper learning environment. And what we're seeing happen, and this is why parents have been so alarmed, is that in generations past, you think of indoctrination that happens, for example, in radical, radicalizing a student into Islam or something like that. Not necessarily happening in the classroom, but maybe happening after school with kids that he meets or an adult that he might meet somewhere who has the sole agenda of entrapment and indoctrinating a child. This is happening in our schools. Today's indoctrination is actually happening in the classroom, which is why it's so alarming. Um, Education reflects a positive connotation and indoctrination is a negative connotation. And finally, education focuses on different subject matter, but indoctrination focuses on the beliefs and attitudes and opinions of particular philosophies. And when you educate a child, they have the freedom to question, what is being taught in indoctrination? You don't get to question it. You just go along with it. And if you don't go along with it, then there's a price to pay for it. And boy, if that's not what's happening in the schools right now, I don't know what is. And so while some people would say, well, you know, you say that uh, indoctrination by a Christian parent is negative. I don't think it's negative at all because it falls within the jurisdiction of the parent. It is the right and the responsibility of each parent to train up their children in the way that they see fit. And when the state of Washington or any other state, and I've, I'm hearing from you guys after my, uh, my emergency announcement uh, on Tuesday, I'm hearing from you saying that you're, that you're upset that this is happening, as you should be upset. But it's a perfect example of why we need to stand up for parental rights. It's why we need a parental rights amendment amendment. Parents must be protected. The jurisdiction of parents must be protected. And this is coming from a woman who grew up in an abusive home. And so people will sometimes say to me, well, we need these rules in place because of children who are being abused. Listen, nobody has more compassion and is more interested in protecting children from abuse than someone like me. But I will tell you right now that to use that excuse to take children away from good parents and from loving homes simply because they do not follow the ideology of the woke left alphabet mafia LGBTQIA asterisk parentheses quotation marks group doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. And we need to be very, very careful going forward. That we stand up in defense of a parent's right to teach their children what they believe to be true. I promise you that parents on the opposite end of the spectrum. In other words, um, I'm a Christian. I'm going to teach my children, indoctrinate them if that's the word that you want to use. I'm going to teach my children what I know to be right. I'm doing it out of obedience to the Lord and because I know it will bring blessing to my children. There are people on the opposite side of this argument, on the far, far left and the, the, uh, the progressive movement in this country, the far left sexual activist, who's all, who, who as parents, they are also teaching their children what they believe to be right. And I guarantee you they would not want someone like me coming into their home and telling their children that what they're saying to their children is wrong. And that would be out of my jurisdiction to do so. It is the right of that parent, even though it's a bad ideology and I disagree with it, it is the right of that parent to bring up that child in the way that they see fit. That is the role of parents. And barring some sort of abuse, real abuse, um, and I'm not talking about, hey, I disagree with my child's gender uh, decision. You know, I've I I've had lots of three-year-olds in my home and they want to be a narwhal whale some days. And some days they're like, I'm Superman. And some days they think I'm a barista. And the next day they want to be a Barbie doll. Listen. The, the responsibility of parents is to become an anchor for their children so that they can be rooted and have uh, and have a right outlook on the world. That is the responsibility. And while I may disagree with a parent teaching a child that non-binary is a thing, I might disagree with a parent who brings their child up to believe that homosexuality is fine, whatever. I will defend the parent's right to raise that child as they see fit. And again, we're not talking about abuse. We're just talking about parenting of children. It is the right of parents to uh, direct the upbringing of their children. It goes along with the First Amendment, right? I may not like what you say, but in this country, we have freedom of speech. I'll defend to the death your right to say it. The whole world should probably hear your stupid idea, and then they can decide if it's a good idea or a bad idea. You should be able to present your idea, be able to present your thoughts. And so when we stifle that, which is what we're doing, and when the schools come in, which is what's happening in Washington State, and they say, you can, you're no longer free to teach your children what you want. Now you must kowtow to the line of thinking and to the level of of um, belief that we want your child to espouse you. To. Did you guys hear Joe Biden saying that basically children belong to the state? This is the official position of the government of the United States of America. This has become their official position. It's why we desperately need a parental rights amendment. It's why we need parents to stand in the gap right now. Stop thinking from day to day to day and start thinking generationally. That's what the left has been doing for a long time. They're in this thing for the long haul. They're in this thing to present to you uh, a plan for systemic change. And they're not messing around. And when the left says that we're going to take your children from you, we should believe them. We should believe them. And so stand up, you guys, for your children and for other people's children. Find places where you can get involved. Start going uh, to uh, to your school board meetings. Find out what they're teaching your children. Tell your pastor what's going on. Get your pastors off the bench and onto the battlefield to engage in this very important discussion before we are not allowed to have it. And that's what's happening in this country. So the reason I played the clip of Joe Biden at the front of this is because I wanted you guys to see how devastating this is. And hopefully, hopefully it's going to wake some people up enough to say, all right, how do I get involved in this fight? So uh, that's all I've got time for for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't joined me for my Bible study over at Faith That Speaks, I hope that you will. We are entering into the second month of studying the book of Genesis. And I have found in my life that it has been so encouraging. Every time I go back through and I read God's word, something new jumps out at me because the word of God is alive. It's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to cut through even to bones and marrow, pierces to dividing soul and spirit. God's word is powerful. It's powerful. So I hope you'll join me over at Faith That Speaks. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show. We're getting new subscribers every day, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, I hope that I hope that it's blessing you. We've given you uh, a lot more access to us by allowing you to submit your questions to a special email address, so we thank you guys for doing that. If you want to be part of the VIP Club here at the Heidi St. John Podcast, all you got to do is become a monthly subscriber. It's just $7 a month, and you're going to get extra content at least three days a week and uh, behind-the-scenes interviews with my guests. They are life-changing conversations. I know you're going to love it. Subscribe today by going over to Spotify and clicking on that subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. And if you're a subscriber for the show, stick around for happy hour. And if not, thank you guys again for listening. And I will see you right back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.